Oh yeah, we are here. Welcome to the bonus episode. It's like stepping up to the mezzanine level. It's like the backstage party. It's the after after party. It's like going to a um a funeral, then going to the wake, and then kicking on. That's where we're at now. Live it up, <laughs> live it up, baby. Uh, Jack McEwen from Psychedelic Corn Crumpets. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I uh, twenty nine. Just re- I think recently twenty nine. Yeah. So two years beyond the the year of death for rock stars like yourself. Take us back to when you were nine, even earlier, four, three. Your earliest memory of music affecting you and music hitting different. Oh wow. Um, I think Dad's probably record player. Which probably the first old thing, which but then everyone probably says that. I remember getting taken to the pub quite early on, back when the old bars used to be smoky, and they'd let you drink in them as well. <laughs> like, here, give that four month old a shot of whiskey and shut him up. <laughs> that was back to, it was sort of that. So, but yeah, I I remember just the the old tracks on the um, speakers. I actually remember going up to Dad and being like, "What's that song?" And it was "House of the Rising Sun," and I remember just being like, Oof, "And in, exactly as I sound now, I was like, Dad, that's a banger." And he's, yeah. But he's, uh, <laughs> what do you re- what do you reckon you said to your dad? What, what do you reckon you said? What were the actual words? Uh, dad, I pissed myself. What's can I? Can we go? <laughs> also, that's a, that's a that whiskey you gave me, Dad. Papa, I called him Pa there. Papa. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, Papa. What what is an animal? How can an animal sing? <laughs> no, the animal son. What is? Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. The animals. <laughs> what animal, Dad? Um, let's jump. Let's jump to the next one. Oh yeah, go let's, go, let's, go. let's let's jump. We've got energy here. I, we're going to do a tight twenty here before my tongue falls out. Um, I've got a tongue injury, folks. Uh, yes. Yeah, so from the, from that moment, when was the, when was the next moment that, uh, that that music's really got you? It wasn't until I went to there was a bar in Perth called the Little Wing Corner Gallery, and I was working doing the old corporate lifestyle. Managed to get myself a job in like uh, designing and mining firm or something. Absolutely boring. It was terrible. And then my friend was like, oh, there's this gig on at the corner gallery. So I was like, all right, I'll go down. And I hadn't played in a band for a good four or five years, like since been in school. And always just started getting into production, was doing a lot of bits and pieces with beats and then went to this gig and this band called Red Engine Caves were playing. It was like a 250 cap room. Anyway, it was like I just saw the the scene <laughs> as in just a bunch of long paired people just headbanging. I had short hair at the time. Specky glasses, probably spots all over my face. Just like, what, Dad? Why do you bring me here? No, he was still with me. Dad wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And I just remember being like, wow, there's actually, this is the Perth music scene. And figuring out that, like, and there was all these different people. And I eventually bumped into a friend from school who ran it. And I went and moved into this barn, um, which a bunch of other bands were in at the time, about six months later. <laughs> and from there, just started porn crumpets. Just like, wow. Like, gotta, gotta jump in on this. I know it was just such a night. I wasn't even gonna go, but I think someone persp- persuaded me with something, something tasty. <laughs> <laughs> you strike me as a man that said yes a lot in his life. I tried the old yes man approach. <laughs> and now that's it. I'm here. Where did you pick up a guitar? Where did you start sort of, you know, the instrument thing? Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, dad had a bass guitar that he kept up in the old attic. And I think he was playing, 
I just used to play the old pots and pans to bits and pieces, old Simon Garfunkel and Van Halen, or Sabbath and Zep. And then um, it wasn't until I think I just showed a bit of interest in it. My brother's always like, "Why don't you give me the guitar, Dad?" Now he's, but he he did have one. He's just he's just an electrician, but he's good at it. He's up in the old forty-five degree. <laughs> Was it in the marble bar? Have you seen that at the moment? Where it's like forty-five degrees. It's hectic. Where? Anyway, Where's this? Mar- it's like near Port Hedland. So it's like we've got a bunch ah. of mines up there. It's like more north. Marble, what's it called? Buddy? 14 Marble. hours north of Perth, pretty much. Marble, Marble bar. bar. Look at the weather. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be about 45, 46 or something. Marble bar, WA weather is the first thing that comes up under Marble bar. 44. Oh, my God. 46, yeah. 46, 46. Oh, my <laughs> word. It's screwed. No, thank so, you. Yeah. So, yeah. Who do you think was... um. I guess maybe your earliest guitar hero. Jimmy Page is pretty cool. Old Hendrix, he was a lord. I really liked... I, obviously, them growing up a bit was obviously getting into um, Ruben Nielsen from Unknown More Orchestra, like watching him play. Yeah, absolute chops. Man, amazing. And then sort of going back to him yeah. and discovering just... Freak. I don't know. Freak. Zapper and bits and pieces. I don't know. It took me a while before I actually started getting back into music. And then even now, I'm just like, I need breaks from it until I can sort of listen again. Because you like, if you do that Mowgli state where you try and record all the time and you hear something, you're like, why doesn't my music sound like that? And then you start trying to change everything because you're like, I'm more focused on Godspeedy Black Emperor than you are on, I don't know, like um, someone who's doing some rock, like the OCs or something. Mm. So you're trying to really keep your head focused on like an idea or way, but then you just get sidetracked and inundated with emotions and feelings and feel like, oh, what I'm doing is awful. So now it's like this period of not listening. Sorry if that question, just put Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> we'll go with him. <laughs> I was left-handed yeah. and I uh, changed to right-handed. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, bet on Jimmy. Ruben Nielsen, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, what's the first? Cause I remember Funny Friends came out. And, like, he just chucked it up on the internet oh, and a man. few hours later. Like, that was it. Boom. And to me, like, they've always got near that first record, but there's something romantic about that first record and something so ramshackle and kind of, I think he was trying to, like, do, like, a cartoon band. Yeah. The sound of a cartoon band. Yeah. Man, it was amazing. Those first two records. And it's just so lo-fi. It's almost like you can't hear a lot of the ideas sometimes. And But I think that's what I loved. And now it's trying to emulate that. Again, and I think as well, when you like, if you're doing music for so long, it's like you kind of forget what a lot of people do. You try and aim for the best sounding thing possible. And I know we've got caught on that as well a lot, where you're just like, there's something that's working with the lo-fi aspect, but you didn't really mean to do it because your equipment was shit. So you're just like, I wasn't aiming for that, but everyone's like, no, I really like that. And then you try and build and build until you like start looking at like, um, old mate. What's his name? Who's the big man? Gandalf with the beard producer. Rick Rubin. <laughs> and then you just want to be like him. And be like, it sounds perfect. But then there's no like belly to it. You've got to give it some sort of character and emotion. So it's almost like nowadays, I think we record everything well and then just go put it through a potato and go, that's it. Like It's got to be compressed and squished. <laughs> um, and as a band, how do you guys, you know, like five, five, that's five, five people with uh, all different opinions. How, how do you go, this is the right thing? How do you sort of use your Jedi mind, Gandalf powers, to, to get your way? <laughs> I should listen to them a lot more. I'll show them usually the finished song, uh, and then we get Danny to do drums, and then we fight if he tries to change anything. And then I don't really show the other two, so... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
Well, it's bad. We sort of... I'm starting to jam again a bit, which is nice. I think for ages, it was just like, you forget you're in a band because you're not playing live, and then everyone's got a good bunch of ideas, but the classic old uh, Too Many Cooks sometimes because everyone's got a different... They want to put the jazz thing on it, and then they want to go more like bad, bad, not good, and then yeah, all of a sudden, your band starts going into this sort of strange thing, and I love all that, but it's like the more you can kind of keep it one specific theme and try not to jive all over the place i think the more you can really solidify a sort of career in it rather than i don't know i've never liked bands who just always just jump around from bits and pieces there's always got to be that like something holding it together as much as like i mean radiohead do it really well beatles do it amazingly but i suppose that vocal thing keeps them going with the harmonies i don't know i'll do I'll, i'm open to anything talk us so in your teens and then coming sort of late teens early 20s What's another thing that jumped in? You, you, you're name dropping some great bands with Bad, Bad, Not Good and Godspeed. Bands like that that have, that have just sort of taken you by surprise and hit different. Oh, man. Mars Volta was, oh, yeah. I think I jumped the fence to go and see a, a Big Day Out and they were playing. And it was just like, I can't remember what, be like two, two in the afternoon. And I was absolutely blown away. I was like, there's not music like this. How have I not discovered this? Because I, I think at the no. time, Australia's got like a lot of. Um, we we have such a eclectic sort of scenes like around Australia where you've got like Melbourne that you go into the Evelyn on a Tuesday and there's this amazing 12-piece band playing. Mm. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and same thing with like, yeah, the same thing in Perth. Like there's always some really interesting stuff happens. But then for some reason, the festivals are just always the it's the same festival line, the same festival line. And you go to sort of, um, sure. so it doesn't allow people to sort of really branch out if they are trying to do something different because it doesn't specify the sort of flavor of what's happening in Australia. And then Dave Grohl just calls us the 90s until like Hayatus Cody comes out and it's like, hey, listen to this. And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> and it just cha- changes the game. But it does. I think Hiatus is another one where I remember listening to that, um, what's that record? Choose Your Weapon. That, for me. I was mm. thinking I was, there's one drum element in that record where you have your headphones on and there's just a drum that comes in from the back of your head. Yep. And it's like, 11 songs in or something you just hear the you're just like oh that's it that's enough to just absolutely blow your skull i was like wow yeah and then thinking about production was another one where before when you're a young band you're just playing you're just jamming you're like the idea was the sort of thing and then you don't actually consider it to be recorded because you like you hear it in your head you're like that's how the song goes like and then when you go and record with someone it was like why doesn't it sound like that like what, what what are we missing here and I think we got, when we were first doing the first record, High Visceral, and we were just recording ourselves, it was quite, at least we could sort of chop and change and try and get bits and pieces. But we sat down with that mixer for like another good six months until we're like trying to actually sit, like get it, the record the way we wanted it. A little bit. Even now, it's like, I, um, I could never listen to anything again that we've done. We'll just keep moving forward. Maybe maybe that's why we have such yeah, a good right. output. It's because we're so embarrassed by what we've released previously. They're like, no, can't judge us on that. Judge us on this. Oh, God, don't judge us on that. Judge us on this. <laughs> yeah, so we're just, yeah, trying to just throw ourselves into the bus as quick as we can. Nice one. No, no, no. It's, it's gold. It's <laughs> gold dust. Um, have you seen Hiatus Coyote live? No, I saw Napalm live, uh, and I really want to see Hiatus Coyote. And they were supposed to come here, oh, that would have been a month ago, and obviously they couldn't. So, And I got tickets, but... Yeah. Are you guys on the to. same label have too? You? So I think Virgin and Caroline. I think you're all you're on the same label. Is that I right? think they are. Are they not? They're on Brain Feeder now, though, aren't they? 
that, actually, I tell a lie. I remember because I had a chat with someone um, who will remain nameless, and apparently they the manager came to the table with a figure that they wanted for the latest record, and and the person the yeah. person said to me, "Um, did they know? Are you kidding me?" So I don't know. What brain feeder must have seen something, or, or you know, hopefully they sort of ponied up a fair bit of cash That's, for them. Man, like Flying Lotus's record label, yeah, it's like unreal. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very they're very switched on and intuitive. I feel. Have you seen Philo live? That yes. was yeah, that's wild. the most mind-blowing yeah. thing I've ever had. Yeah, that changed my life. I came away from his last show with a headache when he did like the 3D tour. Oh, yeah. I think at the beginning of last year. Yeah. We saw him at the forum and I remember wow. coming out of that show feeling so good about it, but I had such a headache <laughs> oh, no. just from yeah, like, the visuals. like the whole like visuals and like everything yeah. that was happening. I was just like, I'm too sober for this. Like I'm way too sober for this, but he's <laughs> incredible. He's fucking insane. We saw him at um, uh, Desert Days, and um, we couldn't understand why everyone was running to it like in one direction. And we were all on a fuckload of acid, and we're just like, "Oh God, what's going on?" And everyone was running to this desk, and they were obviously they were going to get the 3D <laughs> glasses. And so it was this mad rush, and all the Lee, that um, David Lynch like fire is coming, fire is coming. It's just <laughs> playing over the si- sirens, going, oh, and all these skulls and death imagery was coming on the screen. I was oh. like, oh my god, oh no, my god. no! And then seeing Flylo just come in, we couldn't find any <laughs> glasses, but we were on anyway. Our visuals, if we even put them on, it would, wouldn't have made any difference. I don't think couldn't see shit at the time. Jack, but I just yeah. <laughs> Jack, I've been, like, I've been, wait, I knew a good question was coming to me, and here it is. What's the last drug you had that hit different? That hit different? Oh, man. DMT. Uh, what are we talking here? Uh, I did DMT with Dad, actually. That was amazing. <laughs> that was, like, really good. Aww, it was my dad and my brother, and I, I'd, you know when you just forget, like, what something's going to do? It's like every time, I don't know, I, I can't really do mushrooms or acid as much anymore. Because there was a time when you just did them and then you just become older and you're just like, I'm pretty tethered into reality right now. <laughs> I don't need another scrambling. Mm. And you, sure. But then you're just silly and you're like, oh, yeah, I could, I could do like a half an hour trip. And then you just, uh, just a little bit. And then nine hours later, you're just licking up your shoes. <laughs> but yeah, that with a... You with and a, dad. How, how does with, that conversation come about? You, your dad, and your brother? <laughs> I think Jared, my brother, he was just like, do you want to do DNT? And we were like, and dad said, yes. It was pretty... Uh, pretty easy and the neighbor was around he's like oh like he had yeah he was kind of looking at us and i remember just taking it and then just instantly just going oh my god <laughs> and this everything was just like fractal <laughs> but like uh they were i'd just been recording that song desi's adventure and i had this part that was like doodle-loop, 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 doodle-loop. so everything felt like it was a like a game but you know like uh those fruit machines you get you know where they spin the lemons and blah blah blah. Just oh, it was a ama- that was a ama- oh yeah, yeah like dad, that yeah. Oh dad, what was he doing? He thought someone had told him to drink as much beer as possible, and he can. He goes through cartons, man, but he's good. Anyway, uh, what about yourself? It's interesting, isn't it? Because I don't know if I want to do them anymore. But what about you? Um, great question. Uh, I <laughs> great question. <laughs> <laughs> uh- I had I got lost in a hole a little while ago and that was at uh, maybe two Merediths ago. I, just, I, did, I got a bit too far down that hole and I wasn't super into it. I was kind of talking like I'm talking now with my, with my, with my burnt tongue, with my injured tongue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, that's in, 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 like in a really a good way. Register. God, I remember um, I don't want to be, be bragging or anything. Like, oh, I went to a Bucks party in Portsea, 
two and a half years ago. And you know when you're like, ah, oh, this is what this drug is meant to be like. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for not stepping on it, <laughs> person who was taking it from four other people. And <laughs> just one of those moments, I remember standing, uh, I was DJing, and then I was, I was jumping up and down on a um, like a picnic bench at the back of a freaking mansion that my friend had rented. When we arrived in the afternoon, it was a bit too heavy. Like They were just playing Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, super loud. They'd all been up all night <laughs> playing these super aggressive games of basketball at this ring out the back. And it was good, but it was also a bit too heckers. And then the CD or, you know, yeah. it finished and there was like a nice lull. And then I got my decks out and I thought someone else was going to DJ. And I DJ for 10 hours straight with a few little breaks. Oh, but God. 10 hours, I was like, no. isn't anybody going to? And there was just one guy oh, who came on. with vodka going, you got to drink, you got to drink. It's like forcing bottles <laughs> of spirits on us. So there's, there's about an hour and a half, which is missing. But I do remember a lot of them went off to the pub. There's just five of us there. Um, with you know Toots and the Maytales and uh, just having a fantastic time. I remember thinking at the time like, oh, this is one of the best moments of my life in terms of this experience. And it's like dancing on top of this table as I put on like all these old club classics. It was so cool. Um, yes, hi, mum. Yeah, it was dope. It was good fun. It was good fun. Dude. How about you, Sos? What's the last time a drug hit different for you? Aww. And then we'll, we'll do another tight 10, my friends, and then we'll uh, we'll say our goodbyes. Oh, man. Um... Oh, it's hard. Not really. Like, I haven't had many experiences recently where they've hit different. They've kind of just hit exactly where they needed to hit at that time. And that's been really good. That's been really good for me. Uh, (laughs) But I remember the, I'll throw it back, like the the first time I had a certain substance, which I'm not going to name, in the US, uh, was my first South by, no, second South by. And I feel like in the beginning it was just like we kind of needed as a necessity <laughs> to get through because we're on our fourth night of like no fucking sleep. So we just need something to get us over the line. Took it. It was incredible. Didn't hit until I found myself in a church <laughs> watching, I think it was Marlon Williams. Wow. And Edward well, Sharp and the Magnetic that. Zeros. They were on a bill together, but they were in yeah. a church. And I'm. And I'm just sitting in the back of it being like, I feel like I'm doing something <laughs> wrong, man. Like, I shouldn't I'm, – I'm desecrating something, but I just remembered, like, all the – the mix in the in the church was obviously really good because you had all of the natural acoustics, but everything just seemed, like, just really beautifully amplified in my head. And I'm like, I don't know if it's just because, again, I haven't slept for four days or if I've just gone, like, so far beyond – like normal comprehension, but I feel like it was just a beautiful like cacophony of all of those things, and and yeah, that that was definitely a time where I'm like, thank you, substance, <laughs> you've done this for me. Echo that sentiment as well, so it's, I know from days of partying, revolver and raves, and you know, being over in global gathering in the UK, coming home, listening to music when I get home, I feel like my ears are the most attuned. It's almost like they've just reached this next level of like knowing exactly what the best music is and listening to it in a kind of like a almost just this super heightened way, even say when the drugs have worn off, this feeling of like, I know I'm appreciating it more than ever that right now because it's because I'm so far, you know, because I've broken on through to the other side several times and I'm like, <laughs> I've broke through, I've on, done it. On my fourth wind. <laughs> I had a friend who had that uh, watching Sigurós at Splendor in 2018, 17, whatever it was, and it's like cold as fuck um, in like the GM McLennan 10 and just like having that moment when Sigurós get oh. halfway through their set <laughs> and like everyone's just crying because you're <laughs> a crit, like, like the MD, <laughs> like 
Like the MDs just hit halfway through the set and you're just like, this is monumental. <laughs> my voice. Oh my God. At home. <laughs> Having, um, you know how they always have the um, silent DJs or whatever, silent discos? Mm. Like, but they're yeah. always penned in. I've just wanted to be like, if, if they just let them free in a Sigourosky, everyone's just there having this beautiful time. There's some guy just like, <laughs> just doing his own thing. It would be amazing to watch. Because they could just put all these people so that are cool. listening, listening to different music. But it's like, instead of the festival watching the band, you just got all these different theater things happening. And so you're just having a different audio. That's true. Of, uh, I don't know, day out. But you, I don't know, or you could tune in differently to whatever. I suppose that's just the radio. Just yeah, go for a drive. <laughs> <laughs> just go for a drive. That sounds like Dr. Noggin flogging, you know, 2023, that party. Yeah, 22, 23. Maybe. Yeah, there's, Maybe. There's, there's definitely something there. And what's the last music you've heard, sir, that really grabbed you and you were like, oh, oh my God. I ask this all the time, so the three of us will answer this question. Loving at the moment, that band called Loving, who are just, it sounds beautiful it's like he almost sings like it's just under his breath and uh they're from canada but they're sort of i think they're in the same they record everything to tape and you can just hear it sounds like a day at the beach but the sun's already set and you've got that perfect little twilight kind of just coming in still 30 degrees it, it, it's perfect and so i've been trying to emulate that and i'm like all right how do how do we do it Try and change your voice, and I'm like, "Why do I sound like a robot every time I try and sing?" Go with it. But uh, yeah, that's amazing. What What about yourself? Awesome. So, so I'll go you first. Um, I'm really liking Fred again. Oh, I've um, heard. I'm not sure if you've heard much I, about him. He's that English guy, wasn't Jack's he? That released like camera. two records. Yeah. I'm still in size yeah. thunder. I'm so <laughs> like, he's, coming he's, in. Yeah, Fred again. No, 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 no. He's He's, he's um, again. yeah, he's he's a great UK artist, um, who's released a, his latest record is like a sixteen track fucking like stream of consciousness sort of vibe, um, and it's called Actual Life Two parenthesis February second to October fifteenth, twenty twenty one. So it's very literal in terms of the the period of time it was made in but it's just beautiful like immersive music but the vocalists who he has on him are so interesting as well like you look at the track listing and they're all named after the vocalists that are on the track like it's just their first names with like a little description next to it so I think what's my favorite one off it there's a there's a track called Faisal F-A-I-S-A-L. It's just so romantic and it, it's so it's so lush to listen to. I first found out about Fred again through a track that Angie McMahon is actually on. Um, and I was just like, it, it, hearing her voice on music that you wouldn't normally associate her with was really interesting. And that's why I was just like, oh, I'm going to go find out about this dude. And then I found out that he's got a whole new album out. So definitely go go check Fred again out. Nice one. Thank you so much. Our listeners, thank you as well. Uh, I, I am super keen to hear Jesse Lanz's DJ Kicks, which I've not listened to yet. A few fr- friend of mine, Paz, is a DJ. He's like, it's making me rethink all my life decisions and DJing in general. I'm like, whoa, that's big. I need to listen to this. I asked Siri to uh, put on Spotify Jesse Lanza and she threw up DJ Swish's remix of All the Time, which is like this wild drum and bass thing. And I was listening to it in the oh, car. Oh, we're in. 
Oh my word. Yeah, we're it in. It was so fun. I was just in the car going, oh yeah, driving to drum and bass is a fucking vibe. <laughs> Why don't I do this more often? You know what I mean? That's so good. There was a great article of some guy who was like driving under the influence of drum and bass. Did you see that? I think it was in Perth. No. And he just went, he went through like, I don't know, six or seven speed cameras and was doing like 180. And they were like, he wasn't on anything when they, he was like, I'm fine. Like he was completely sober. So they titled his description as under the influence of drum and bass. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's so good. And how appropriate. He's doing 180 and it's 180 BPM. Crazy. Oh, maybe he knew. Maybe he knew. Maybe he knew. Yeah. That's blown my head. Now you're going and through. all the drums I'm on now. That's the next, that's... when was the last time you had, you had blown by Mikey? About one God minute. God bless again. you. You're you're a charmer. It's got the <laughs> classic. What what's our last one? What part of England did you move from? Because you obviously you, you started your life uh, in the UK, uh, correct? Yeah, from Milton Keynes. So MK Milton Keynes. I've partied in Milton there Keynes once before. Reviewed a club for DJ mate. Keep going. What what was it? I can't tell you, but I did go. I did go to a good kick on, and I gave I gave them the rest of my weed after I left, and they were like, "This girl who had just thrown up, like, looked at me with the most loving kind of thank you face I've ever seen because I gave <laughs> a half a gram." So and nice. I was like, "That's gonna settle your stomach. Good work, love." So yeah, well, yeah, Milton go. Keynes, oh, well, odd joint, but um, and odd balls come out of there. It's but look at it, place. look where you are now, son. There you go. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about my drug Isn't experiences it? on a podcast. Well, you, 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 yeah. well, I know you judo moved it. You brought it up, up with us as well. So uh, nice to share a bit more of ourselves today. I'm so glad to not be talking anymore. I'm going to give my tongue a rest. Yeah. Lols. Uh, <laughs> friends, thanks for joining us on Hit Different for the bonus episode. Tell all your friends about it. Spread the word about this. You heard? And uh, remember, when you're listening to Psychedelic Pong Crumpets, enjoy the big riffs, smoking spliffs, off cliffs. Thanks, friends, for hanging out. All right. See you Thank next you very time. Much. Thank Great you, guys. See you later. Ciao. See ya. Thank you.